The following podcast is part of the Joy Road Media family. Enjoy. Minnesota may be the land of 10,000 lakes, but we have 11,000. And guess what? Five of them are great. It's Great Lakes Celebrate with your host, Elena Gonzalez. Every week we celebrate noteworthy Michiganders. I'm Mike Bobbitt. Think of me as the salt in your better maid. And she's the bubbles in your burners. It's Elena Gonzalez. Hi, Mike. Hey, Elena. Are you having a good summer? So much fun. And I I know that we usually, you know, small talk for a little bit before we get into it. But I heard about this thing going on at the Detroit Zoo and... There was a part of me that wanted to push pause on our record just so I could take (laughs) Wrigley because I'm so excited. So, you know, this summer we've been looking for things to do, right? you know, learning and activity. And and I found out that Dinosauria is going to be at the Detroit Zoo. Oh. Which includes some fossil digs. Um, they've got these big animatronic dinosaurs and the best part, poo. Excuse me? Yes. You heard that right. Zoo poo. Uh, it's compost made from herbivore waste. And the fact that they've listed it under the things that are in the interactive area, <laughs> I... I don't know that I've ever been more excited and scared, but so excited. Like a friend of mine showed me this, this, uh, I'll call it a meme, I guess, but it was, it was just a joke infographic and it was the time in your life when you know the most about dinosaurs (laughs) and it's, you know, four year old boy and then it goes down and then down to nothing and then it spikes back up when you're a paleontologist and then <laughs> goes back down and then spikes back up when you're the parent of a four-year-old boy. Oh. <laughs> and that's dinosaurs are our daily life. Yeah, you are, yeah, you're in ripe dinosaur age right yes, now. so much dinosaur. Like everything is dinosaur. He wants to grow up to be a dinosaur. He <laughs> will tell me things about dinosaurs. I don't, I, there are things I swear I learned, but- They've changed some of the dinosaur names. Yeah, a and... co-worker, because we got an early jump on dinosaur fanaticism, okay. mm-hmm. and a co-worker has two kids who are teenagers now, and he just gave me all of their books, mm-hmm. and all the dinosaurs changed names, mm-hmm. like except for the T-Rex, for the mm-hmm. most part. And I was like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was anymore. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. It's it's hard to keep up. Yeah. Wow. I'm excited for Dinosauria. And I got to be honest with you, I'm really excited for Zupu. <laughs> I know. I, I can't even imagine what it's going to be. And part of me wants to go to the website and check it out. And part of me wants to be completely surprised. <laughs> like, are we jumping in? Do we get shovels? Like, what's... I don't know. I don't know. I did see Dinosauria when I was in Calgary doing the Calgary Comedy Festival. Mm. And they gave us free passes to the Calgary Zoo, which was amazing because it was 
far enough north where mm-hmm. there were animals that they don't have <gasps> in the Detroit oh. Zoo or uh, San Diego Zoo or Indianapolis Zoo are the only other zoos I've ever been to. Okay. But I did not look for zoo poo because I don't know if I could have declared that. <laughs> Nor do I think anyone would have wanted me to bring that back in a duffel bag on the plane. Yeah, that that's a, that's an interesting TSA conversation right yeah. there. No, I swear it's for my kid. It's a bag of poo. So how much is Dinosauria? Oh, well, if you go all bells and whistles, which includes everything that I just said about the interactive area. If you just want to do that, that's that's only six bucks that's added on added on to your to your zoo admission. Um, but if you want to go all bells and whistles and add in a 4D movie um, and a ticket for the train or the carousel, carousel is a must when we go. He's, oh yeah, he is huge on the carousel. Benji loves trains. Okay, well yep. then there we'd go. We'd we'd split it up. Uh, that's only that's only thirteen dollars. Whoa. Yeah. So you get all of that, um, and uh, and you get a chance to wear your kid out and uh, and and play with some zoo poo. So definitely I'm guessing check it's DetroitZoo.org, the you regular would website. Guess correctly. All right. Yeah. I wonder if Kalamazoo has a zoo, and then that you could get Kalam- KZoo zoo poo. <laughs> Will that make the editing of this episode? Uh, it may not because we may have to look and see if we can trademark it before this episode oh, is released. Yeah. <laughs> K-Zoo-Zoo-Poo. <laughs> um, the- or we could start a band. K-Zoo-Zoo-Poo? It- yeah. K-Zoo-Zoo-Poo? What about Zoo-Poo and the Zephyrs? <laughs> <laughs> what if it's Zoo-Poo and we all play Kazoos? The Ooh. Zoo... The- the Kalamazoo, the K-Zoo, Zoo-Poo, Kazoo Band. Crew. Crew! Band. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. The K-Zoo, Zoo-Poo, Kazoo, kazoo. Crew. Crew. tight. <laughs> <laughs> so the Detroit Zoo is the Detroit Zoo out in Royal Oak. But if you want to keep it more to uh, city center, uh, the DIA is uh, is is doing an, an inside-out uh yeah, they've been doing that for years. They're doing it again. Yep, they're doing it oh, again. Wow. So what they do is they they take high quality reproductions um, to different outdoor venues. So you can see copies, I guess, for lack of a better word, of cool things that you would see at the DIA out in uh, in other parts of of metro detroit so you could go to the dia see all this stuff but then if you are out in oakland or macomb uh you can see those reproductions out in the world all of the locations uh are listed on their website dia.org but like walking tours or like biking tours oh that would be so fun yeah you just pick like uh because they have them in like oakland macomb and wayne county Mm -hmm. and yeah, you can just kind of pick a day that, hey, let's go see everything in Oakland County. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's a nice day outside. And I mean, the DIA is gorgeous, yes. but on a nice summer day, get outside. Right, get outside. And what's cool, too, is because the Metro Detroit area is so diverse, it's actually bringing art to people that might not normally go to the DIA or get to experience something like that. And uh, it's such a great thing. I'm so glad that they're bringing it back. It really, it, 
it's so surprising to me you mentioning um, about people that that wouldn't go to the DIA. So I born and raised um, in the Metro Detroit area. Uh, and I think the first time I went to the DIA, I was 39 or 40. And like, it just never, I just never went and I could not believe it. And I, I still can't believe that 39 or 40 was past tense for you. Oh, yep. I am. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm right there behind you. I'm nipping at your heels, you buddy. You keep saying that, but I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know if you're just trying to make me feel good. Or, yes. Yeah. yeah it, it could have been, uh, maybe it was last week. Um, uh, but yeah, like, and, and it's so, it's right there. And it's inexpensive. And I just, I, looking back on it, I can't believe that it took so long um, to go see. And so now I'm, I want to make sure that that, that doesn't uh, happen with my kiddo. But yeah, to have a chance to see it out in, in the world and, and get more people to, to go check it out at the DIA. All, all good, 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 good summertime things. That's awesome. Um, so I know who you're talking to this I know, week. And I, it's, I know she is considerably younger than I am, but she makes me not feel like an adult at all because everything about her is inspiring. Oh my gosh. And like I've told her before, she's a real life superhero. She really truly is. Like I have such uh, a crush on her in Every aspect of everything. So it's not just a, I want to hang a picture of her in my locker, which I do, Mm -hmm. but I want to parent like she does. Yeah. I want to do comedy as well as she does. I want to do arts and crafty stuff as well as she does. I want, (laughs) I want to marry a firefighter like she did. I like every, she just, oh, she is so great and and we should probably say her say who, yeah <laughs> at, at some point uh but we're talking about uh the the woman the myth the legend that is Megan Coddington Heath yay yay um sh- otherwise known as the 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 mother of of uh, Michigan comedy um in in so many ways when whenever uh inclement weather comes around uh, Megan is the one reminding everybody, you know, put a blanket in your car yeah. and Ugh. and make sure you've got this. And and on top of everything, so she she is married to a firefighter. She is uh, a lawyer with her own practice. Yes. Uh, she does a ton of pro bono work. She has three gorgeous children who are so active and I'm sure exhausting, but active <laughs> yes. and exciting. She does comedy. She is she is uh, active in her community. She and now routinely fights for the underdog, yes. which is what I think is one of the most inspiring things about her and why what she's doing now is so important. So important. And I can't believe you mentioned real life superhero and she has managed to figure out a way to spend the same 24 hours that we all have so efficiently and effectively and really make it work. And I, when I can figure out how to do that, that's, that 
she's who I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> she really is. I, it, I know. It makes me feel so bad that she does easily 300 times as much as I do in a day and doesn't complain about it nearly as much as I do. I know. Uh, I'm like grumpy face emojis on Facebook and and she's like, oh, and then we did a this contest. I'm like, oh. How many things do you think she was doing at the same time while she was talking to you? Uh, oh. <laughs> well, I depending on, on what made it into the final cut, um, there there were a couple that, that got brought up okay. uh, during the interview. So of yeah, course. it was, it was, it was an active evening even while we were talking. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm not going to, going to spoil the surprise of what she's doing. If but, it turns uh, out that she's a clone or a robot, <laughs> I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah. That yeah, makes perfect it makes sense. sense. Uh-huh. Entirely. All right. Let's listen to it. Megan Connington Heath. Hi, Megan. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm hanging in there. This whole adventure into this show for me personally has been great because I've been able to talk to people who I've known single dimensionally, but known that there's so much more and talk about all of the more that's going on. But from the second I met you, you have been one of the busiest women I've ever met in my entire life. I know you as very hilarious comedian and very busy and great mom. And now you you have an announcement to make and I'm yeah. so excited. What's going on? Well, so I'm also an attorney. Yes. yes. <laughs> but um, there's an open seat in Saginaw County for the 10th Circuit Court and it's a, a judgeship and it would be a family court judgeship. And I've decided to throw my hat in the ring. Um, it's a big field, but I think I'm the most qualified and uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited. I think I have the I have the life experience to understand what's needed. And I also have the training to understand what's needed to, to make things better. Things should be better than they are now. They don't have to be the way they are. How long have you been an attorney? I have been an attorney 12 years, 12 and a half years. And have you always been in, in family law? Yep, pretty much. Um, I When I graduated, uh, within a couple of months, I was working for a family law judge. Her name is Judge Lawless, and I'm not joking. Her last name is Lawless. <laughs> And she is the nicest, smartest woman. Everything I do right as an attorney, I learned from that judge. So if you ever run into her, just know that she's a wonderful woman. She's retired now. But so she did family law and abuse neglect cases. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I did a brief stint doing some consulting work and then right back into family law. And then now I also do some abuse neglect work. So I've been working with kids for a very long time. I also do special education advocacy. So if a kid needs help in their IEP, school won't provide what they need. I do that too. So lots of kiddos in my practice and I, I like it that way. So that's, that's great. So normally I would, I would ask, you know, what, what drew you to that? But it, it seems for those who can't see it, the look on your face, it seems fairly obvious that it was, it was helping those kids um, yes. in, in those situations. Uh, how long have you been at your own practice? So how long has it been now? It's been, I, no, 2018, I thought. 18, you're right. 2018. I opened it in April, 2018. And then we went right into a pandemic there pretty soon afterwards, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> which was not a great time to open a business. And that first year was so, but the thing is like, if I back up a little bit, so I was working for a smaller firm doing family law 
and a bigger firm bought up that firm. And that bigger firm, all they did was estate planning and things like probate work. And Mm -hmm. they wanted me to do some stuff that would mean I would probably never be in the courtroom again. And Mm. I became an attorney because I like to be in the courtroom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, and they were paying me a decent wage, but I was there for a couple of weeks and then a couple more weeks. And I thought, you know, if I get used to making money like this, I'll get things that make me have to keep working here. If I want to go out and work on my own, I know how to starve right now because that's what I was doing before. <laughs> I'll continue to starve and start my own practice. And so I called Sarah, my wife, who is amazing. And I said, hey, I think I want to quit this job and open my own practice. And Sarah's like, all right. So I gave him my two weeks notice and uh, my only regret is I didn't do it sooner. So I opened my practice. I, and it's the best thing is like, I do, I do a lot of pro bono work and I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back, but the only way that I can practice law and feel like it's valuable and feel like it's not horrible is if I'm like actually helping. Right. And so many people can't afford access to justice. And I got sick of having to ask the partner, Hey, can I, can I represent this client? Almost like, can I have a puppy? I promise I'll take care of it. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't want to do that anymore. And so now I take on legal services calls me a lot. And almost every time they call me, I say, yes, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. I shouldn't. And then uh, for my practice's sake, but then also there are people that I take on that legal services can't help. um, And I just help because I can, or I do sliding fees or it just, before when I practiced law, I felt like gross about it. And I felt like we took advantage of people in some ways. And in the way I practice law now, I'm helping helping. I feel like a, a good human, you know, adding to the universe. It's good that way. So it is good that way. And you're right. It is, especially in those situations where it is probably the most traumatic situation that they've had in their life. They don't know what to do. And to then have the burden or fear that they're not going to be able to get help because they can't afford it, or they don't know where to turn or 12,000 other things you are doing good. You are putting good back in the universe. So feels good. I like being a lawyer again. And for many years, I thought uh, going to law school was the biggest mistake I'd ever made. But now it doesn't feel like that. It feels like I, it just took me a minute to get to where I needed to be. And opening my own practice, I hired my own assistant. I can pay her a livable wage. She's making more money than she even made at the big firms. She's like having a grandma. She's, <laughs> have you eaten? Can you Let me get you a sandwich. Like she's wonderful. Um, she can never retire and her name's Florence and I love her to death. So. Hi Florence. Thank you for taking <laughs> care of Megan. She does a good job. She is, she spends as much time with me as my wife <laughs> <laughs> for both of them. But yes, it's, it's nice to have an employee who helped me because I was drowning in the paperwork. And when she mm-hmm. came on, she like just within a day brought me back up, but it's also nice to be able to, to pay somebody what they're worth. And I feel like I really honestly feel like I should pay her even more. And, and like vacation wise, like she'll call, say, I'm so sorry. It's icy. I don't think I can come in. And I'm like, there's nothing here that is more important than your life. Right. I give you tons right. of vacation on purpose. Just use it, whether you're sick or you just want to stay home and watch TV. I don't care. You're mm-hmm. an adult. Like, mm-hmm. you know yes. what you need. Yes. And it's so nice to be able to do that because that's the way it should be everywhere, the way I feel. So yes. I can provide that. And it feels good to be a lawyer again. It didn't before. <laughs> that's so great. When it comes to helping, it's kind of the Coddington Heath MO. Uh, we've mentioned her a couple of times, the myth, the legend, the lovely that is Sarah. Tell us a little bit about, about who Sarah is. 
So Sarah is my wife and she is, she is a rock. She has been, you know, when I decided to run for judge, you interview a lot of campaign managers and campaigns and consultants, if you want to do it right, it's it's unfortunate, but it costs money. It shouldn't be that way, but that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. So, um, but the first thing they always ask is your spouse on board unequivocally. Mm-hmm. They can't be questioning any, questioning it at all. And Sarah was on board before I was about this. Oh. Like, you need to do this. And I mean, she's been with me through, I have a pacemaker. So I had a heart condition um, that like reared its ugly head during law school. And she was with me through that. And we had a really, uh, I had twin pregnancy where I was on hospital bed rest for three months. And she was with me through that. She wrote tomato plant in my hospital room. Oh, um, oh my God. And he's been through, we've been through in the last year, we had a lot of unexpected and pretty tragic loss in our families. And, and she's a firefighter. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And she fights real fires. She's what's funny is people always think of firefighters. You need to be big and burly, but honestly, it's an endurance because they're they're knocking things down and they're going in and out. And there's a lot of heat. There's small spaces, so having someone uh, smaller is not a bad thing. And she passes. This is what other people don't get. She passes the same test that all the guys pass. There's no mm-hmm. accommodation. She passes the same test. So when I see like an article online that says. Oh, all woman fire department and some dude has to post like, oh, so I guess I just die in a fire. And I'm like, no, actually, your butt gets dragged out just like everybody else. Right. <laughs> My wife passed the same test. All those fat dudes do, too. Uh-huh. Like, they're not fat, but there are some overweight <laughs> firefighters, right? And Sarah stays in shape. She works on mm-hmm. it hard. So it's just really frustrating. But it's always interesting to me when I think about the connections that people make on social media and what it's like to view things through the social media lens. So I've known you for a couple of years, but realistically face-to-face time has been minimum. And, you know, we just kind of see each other and talk to each other through social media. But when I think of the two of you, and I don't know that I necessarily realized it until we started talking down this road, it really does come back down to helping. Like everything about you guys goes back to to helping, whether it's each other or your adorable children, by the way, or <laughs> strangers, you know, in a in a legal sense, in firefighter sense, like everything at the core is is helpful and helping. And that is something that you can't, I, I do think it's really rare these days, but it's also unbelievably hard to fake. Like you can, you can get away with it for about a minute and a half, but you guys, you walk the walk and all of that stuff. And it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm flailing. Cause I, I'm just, I'm, I'm beaming and I'm so excited that, that you have made this decision. So what, what does it look like to, to go down this, this path? It's funny. I've second guessed myself a couple of times, but you said walk the walk. And one of the things that really pushed me over the edge is I had, I had posted about it or actually before I had posted, I, I was running. I had posted something from Ruth Bader Ginsburg that said, you know, um, that doing pro bono work is just as important as, you know, your paid work and mm-hmm. helping others is important. And one of the clients that I'd helped out quite a bit posted and, and you walk the walk, you do this, you mm-hmm. actually, she, she said that, you know, and I have um, like getting these signatures I was getting behind, I was getting stressed. And when I reach out to former clients, they just can't, can't help as much 
is they, they just want to help as much as they can because I do. And it's been good for me because like, I yeah. don't, I am my own worst critic. Sarah will tell you that too. I mm-hmm. just, I have a hard time believing that I'm doing good, but it, it's nice to see them to see, like, I really have impacted these people's lives and they appreciate it. And yeah, it's running. The thing is, I think when I look at all the other people running, so there's, there's what four of us registered now. And uh, one of them has never practiced family law. He does insurance work. Another uh, young woman is a bankruptcy attorney and she's very nice. Like if I don't make it through it, that's who I'm going to vote for. Mm-hmm. And there's another woman who ran the front of the court, but she's never actually had a client. She hasn't had to hold a client in her arms when they lose their kids. You know, again, yeah. that's important stuff to be able to do. She's never represented someone who it's like, I don't know how I'm going to pay you. And you will have to decide if you're going to continue to represent them. I always do. <laughs> right. But right. I don't. So I, I mean, you've seen me in comedy too. They call me comedy mom for a long time. Yeah. I would always post messages on the Facebook pages, like make sure you got warm clothes in your car. And uh-huh. And I bring snacks and cupcakes and all that to comedy shows. And I, I do the same as an attorney with my clients. I've always got all sorts of snacks and stuff to share, especially because I represent a lot of kids. But it's a family law position. I think we need somebody who understands what it's like to be, first of all, a parent. A parent in this day and age, when we were in the 21st century, I have a 21st century family. I'm married to a woman. We have three children. There are lots of other families like us now. There are people who decide not to get married and that's fine too. And there are people whose grandparents or their aunts are raising children like, or surrogacy and artificial. And some, there's all sorts of families now and the judges are, they're out of tune. Mm-hmm. I mean, the average judge in Saginaw County is well over 60 years old and the average age of someone getting divorced or having a custody dispute is 30. Wow. <laughs> 30. That's a, I mean, that's a 30 year difference. Yeah. Somebody's making huge decisions in your lives. And all their children are either grown or they haven't had them. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's not right. It's not yeah. right. And we need, we need somebody younger and we need somebody who understands it. And we need somebody who can move the court system forward. And I mean, that's, that's why I'm running. I really, and then side note also, when I was 12, my parents had a really, really, and like my parents had a really nasty divorce. It was terrible. I have gone to Midland County and looked at their file and it's bigger than any file I've ever worked on. Oh, wow. My, Yes. And it it started when I was nine and ended when I was 12. And I decided when I was 12 that I was going to be a judge and this was never going to happen to any other kids. And I'm I, honest to God, this is the truth. I'm not some story made up to run for judge. But then I found out I had to be a lawyer first, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was a big bummer because that was a lot of work in between. <laughs> So when I, I found out that this position, this open seat would continue to be a domestic court for family life, I thought I have to run. This is what I, this is what I wanted since I was 12. Oh. It's, I mean, the follow through, it's what I've wanted since I was 12 so that I can make sure, because you know what? Nothing's changed. It's exactly the same as it was when my parents got divorced yeah. and it doesn't have to be that way. We have so many more things we could use and do, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. That's what we need. How can people help and learn more and connect with you and all of those things? You can you can check out my website, which is votecoddington-heath.com or mm-hmm. um, we've got social media and Facebook. Um, right now we're in the process of you have to collect 600 signatures to get on uh, the primary ballot and it has to be 600 signatures from uh, Saginaw County registered voters. And so that's the big push. They have to be turned in by April 19th. I feel like once I get that done, I can take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've worked on a lot of campaigns, just tons of campaigns. So I know how to knock on doors. I know how to dig deep when it's a hundred degrees in July and you're knocking Mm -hmm. on a door and you're sweating in somebody's face. I know how to do that. 
but I got to get on the ballot before I can do that. So, um, and I have just, I have so much support when I announced, I mean, just the outpouring of support I have for people who are like, this is the kind of person who should be a judge. Like I, I didn't expect that, I, Mm -hmm. but it's been wonderful. So I expected people like, yeah, this is great. But people are like, no, you should be a judge. So talking and manifestation, once you make it on to the ballot, (laughs) then what is next? Then what's next is needing volunteers to help knock on doors, to drop pieces of literature and um, help with mailings and phone calls and getting out the vote. That's the biggest thing. You can have the best supporters, but if they don't get out the vote, it doesn't translate into anything useful. Yes. <laughs> so there'll be a lot of that. I um, As a, a judicial candidate, you cannot directly solicit funds. So really what I'm going to be relying on the most is just people helping knock on doors and do all of that that kind of stuff. So, okay. All right. We will make sure to have a link to the website below and any listener in Saginaw County, what cities, because I've seen the list, but do you know off the top of your head? I posted a lot. Let me give you a list of all the, let me pull up my phone. Sarah's pulling up her phone too here. Because it's it's really funny how many, there's just so many cities in Saginaw because people feel like, if I live in Saginaw Township, I'm like, yeah, that's Saginaw County. You could totally <laughs> sign too. Like, oh, wait, no, I've got my list here. Okay. The most common. You have a map. <laughs> Sarah's like, I have a map. <laughs> I am. I'm, a li- I'm very much a list person and she's very much a map person. So um, these are just some of the cities that there are. Um, Frankenmuth, Brant, Bertrand, Burt, Hemlock, Freeland, Swan Creek, Saginaw Township, um, Shields, I know Carlton, Zilwaukee. I'm trying to find the rest of the list. Tatchville Township, Tenglossi Township, uh, Buena Vista, Bloomfield Township, Bridgeport. Hemlock. Did I say that one already? I don't know. Tamath, Albee, Maple Grove, Chesney, Brader, Shep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow this. Chapin. <laughs> Marion, Brant, St. Charles, Fremont, Lakefield. Jones. Yes. And I, this weekend on Saturday, I was in Brant, Hemlock, Burt, Freeland, Saginaw Township, Shields, Cotchville. I was all over the county this weekend. Just, you know, and I, I would stop and hand out people. I had people who wanted signature or a ballot or nominating, nominating petitions that they could sign mm-hmm. the signatures on. And then I also would just stop and talk to people at like the bars and restaurants there and just get to know, you know, that's what I, a lot of the candidates running, they'll hire a canvassing company to go out and collect their mm-hmm. signatures. They'll just pay somebody who has a bunch of people who just go out. And in Michigan, it's not illegal to lie to someone to get them to sign a, a mm. petition. But I didn't want that. And that may have made things harder for me. <laughs> because, <laughs> but I want every person who's representing me to, in getting a signature be able to tell somebody about me. And when I get a signature, I want them to know about me. And that's, that's what I've decided to do. So every time I drop those off, I'd sit down at the bar, um, have a water because <laughs> yeah. you can't drive around the county drinking, uh-huh. but then talk to the, to talk to the ladies and gentlemen sitting at the bar there, you know, and what are their concerns and what happened with their kids in divorce or what's going on with the kids right now? Like that's mm-hmm. the type of stuff that these other candidates aren't going to do. And it's unfortunate, but yeah, it's, it's the most, it, not everyone owns property. Not everyone has insurance issues. Not everyone, you know, deals with a a big criminal effect, but everyone 
at least has, or at one time had a family member and they know what that interpersonal relationship is. And they know how difficult that can be when things go awry and you need legal help. So being able to put a face to the name to someone who can help you, I'm sure that makes that makes a huge difference. And it's, I think another thing that I think a lot of family law attorneys don't think about is that divorce is a traumatic event. Even in the most amicable of situations, it's a traumatic event. Your client needs to grieve. I usually tell my clients, you should try to find a therapist. You're going to need somebody to talk to. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's, it's fine. We agree on everything. Even if you agree on everything, you're still grieving the loss of something you thought you were going to have. And then also uh, for children, there's um, some people out there might have heard of this, but it's called your ACEs score, your adverse childhood experiences scale. And so what they do is a scale and they ask questions and the higher your number is on that ACEs score, the more likely you are to have not only mental health issues, but also lots of physical health. It's related to strokes, heart attacks, diabetes, and a lot of other life-threatening illnesses. And one of the questions they ask you to determine what your ACEs score is, is if you've your parents got divorced or if a parent left. I mean, Mm. a traumatic divorce can impact a child all the way into adulthood. Having a trauma, I've had trauma training. I've also had my domestic mediation certificate. Having those things to approach people with, especially my clients now, it's just, it's invaluable because- it is. It's it's trauma. And they're not, you have to remember they're they're in a traumatic state. So they're not thinking with their rational brain. They right. can't right now. They they're thinking the an irrational brain because they're in trauma mode. And when you mm-hmm. once you step back and understand that, help them. And I don't think the judges want to even I mean, maybe they do, but I don't think they understand what's going on. Right. It's, it's a new, it's a newer thing to understand trauma. And we need somebody in, we need somebody in office. We need somebody on the bench. We, we need people leading who understand trauma and can approach things with a trauma informed basis because otherwise things just become adversarial because they're not using the rational brains. Right. They can't, they mm-hmm. can't. It's not that they don't want to. And for children, it's, it's trauma. So we've got, it's gotta be less adversarial. It's gotta and be. That's the only way to break the cycle. Yeah, it really is. So, and like I said, it's not any different. I I mean, I practice law now and I remember what it was like when I was 12 and it is not any different. It's exactly the same. That's totally unacceptable. It is. It doesn't have to be that way. It really doesn't. Well, thank you so much for taking the steps and continuing to walk the walk. Like I said, we'll have links to everything along the bottom. And this is a paraphrase of something that I've seen Megan Megan say multiple times, but everyone get yourself a Sarah. That's- yes. <laughs> yes. You need a Sarah. Sarah is, you know, my, my brother was dating somebody once. And he was like, I like him, but he's not a Sarah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Sarah is- You guys are making me blush. No, God, God bless her. She is- the most patient person I have ever met and the kindest. And on our like second date, she helped a blind man who was lost cross the road. And I'm not making that up like that. Legit oh, <laughs> shut up. Oh my god! It was snowy and the snow plows had covered up all the, the strips, you know, where you can feel the bumps. Uh-huh. And uh, he, there was a guy's table is like wobbling. Uh, there was a guy who was like, help, help, help. And Sarah's a firefighter. So she's on it and I was like well this is a good human why is yes. she me? <laughs> like <laughs> oh I don't know I just everything you can't fake that you you no. just you just can't that's it's no. it's in the blood 
And when I came out, my parents were not happy and it was very hard. But when Sarah came along, there's no way you can't like her. Mm. You just can't. There's nothing to not like about her. So they just kind of had to be like, all right, I guess I have a lesbian daughter. (laughs) But we get Sarah. Sarah. (laughs) Yeah, because they like Sarah. So, you know, you got to everyone has to find a Sarah or, you know, just somebody who's we complement each other. Well, I think is what's the thing. Like when I, the things that I need, she has, and the things that she needs, I think I provide sometimes. I don't like to talk do. Yeah. Yeah. She's not much of a talker. I am a talker. And, <laughs> and, you know, and then when I need to shut up, she'll be like, shut up. Uh-huh. So, like, you know, we just, I feel like we're very lucky to have found each other when we did. How long has it been? 16 years. We had to go to another country to get married because our marriage wasn't legal when we got married. So uh-huh over to Canada. But yeah, we found each other before like any of the online dating stuff. We had flip phones. We were excited. We just got flip phones. <laughs> I mean, Very pixelated when she, picture. But. When she met me, I had like that Nokia break. And then, you know, we got the flip phone. Like the, the, uh, the, you got to hit the number seven, three times yep. to get to the right letter. Yeah. <laughs> Learn how many times and you can do it without even, yeah, looking. Not even looking. I miss that sometimes, okay. you know, you have to look at the, like, but yeah, that's when we, we were, we've been together before before smartphones. So before apps, like mm-hmm. there was no such thing as an app then. So yeah, yeah long time sticking it out with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheers to the rest of the long time. Thank you guys both so much for coming to chat with us today and best of luck. And we'll see you on the ballot. All right. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having us. That was great. Hopefully I the know! future honorable yes i mean she's already honorable she is but already then she'll honorable. get yes but the in, official in, title yeah uh-huh yeah uh, i i wish i was i was in Saginaw and and could and could vote um so yeah um fingers crossed all the all the good vibes all the all the good things but that's that's what we need we need more people like megan when i was in california here's a little I'm patting myself on the back. Mm-hmm. I played a defendant on one of those court shows. Oh, they're not real. And uh, so, like yeah. a like a, a Judge Judy, Judge Joe Brown esque. I'm not going to have you name I played it, but... uh, Remy Martin, restaurant critic for Judge Maybelline. And That's uh, funny. she like her shtick was that she was very serious and yes. no nonsense. Mm-hmm. I kept making her break and uh, they kept uh, <laughs> stopping saying, hey, uh, Remy Martin, we need you to be uh, less funny. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Your name was Remy Martin. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, I, I should have done it with a French actor. Mm-hmm. No? <laughs> was this was this pre or post uh, Patton Oswald Mouse Remy? Um, oh, post. Okay. Yeah. What was that called? Why? Ratatouille. Okay, thank you. We were talking about how old I am. Uh, mm-hmm. I am that old. I am your friend's mom old. <laughs> like, you know, the guy in the thing, you know, the Seinfeld, like I do that now. And I, right. I, oh. I just confidently say the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> Who well, do we have uh, to play us out? Well, previously we played his wife, and now we're going to play his music. This is Patrick Fugazi, spelled F-O-O-G-A-Z-I, and that's where you can find him on Instagram and everywhere online. This song is called Someone to Please, and I really like it. It hits so many different 
kind of things that I really like. Like it starts off with this groovy kind of Black Sabbath Ooh. kind of feel to it. And then it, it starts like rocking like he's a really good musician. And I'm so glad that uh, he found us. And sent his music. And if you would like your music played on the show, send it to contact at joyroadmedia.com and we'll see what we can do. So, Patrick Fugazi, please us. Someone, please. (laughs) (laughs) I hate myself.
downtown me, downtown me, cause I, 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 I,